The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out and meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you, therefore stay awake, for you do not know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I went up to my professor and handed him my paper project, and uh, he said to me, well, this is a couple of weeks early, but I'll take it anyway. And so we took it. Now, guess what I was going to do on the night when the papers actually do? I'm going to tell you what I did. I, I went to bed, and I slept the whole night. It was beautiful. And the reason why I went to bed and I slept all night is because I didn't have to stay up all night writing the paper because it was due the next day. And the wise, in the gospel today, the, the wise virgins, they, they have a nice sleep. And when they wake up, well, they have the oil and they're all set to go. The foolish virgins, however, don't have any oil, so they have to go out and get it. That's why they're foolish. So maybe the moral of the story is make sure you, you're ready and prepared. Make sure you get the job done when we're supposed to. About uh, five years ago or so, we had the uh, roof project. We had to do all the roofs and the gutters, and, and it was a long job, and when it was done, all the workers and the cousins and my, my uncle, they all left, but there was still one task on the list that needed to be done, and that was the cleanup. There was still debris all over the place. The windows were all dirty with, with all the, you know, the, the, uh, the dust and the, from, from the top of the roof. The rugs were, were filthy. They needed cleaning. So left to this task, I was in the back of the church, and a, there was a woman back there, and she was looking at the rug, and she said, do you have a vacuum cleaner? I said, yeah, I have a vacuum cleaner. Just bring it out. So she vacuumed in the rug, and, and then uh, she said to me, anything else that's dirty around here that needs cleaning? I said, yeah, I actually, <laughs> now that you mentioned it, there is. 
So the windows, she did the windows, and we vacuumed, and we cleaned the rugs, and we went around, because all the, all the workers went through the house with all their dirty shoes, and, but we cleaned everything up. Needless to say, she never came back and asked me if I needed any cleaning again. <laughs> but here's the thing, she, she, never, she never filled a dumpster. She never went up on the roof. She never nailed a, a shingle down. But she was a really important part of the team, because the most important part of the job is to finish the job. And she helped me finish the job. When I came into the seminary, the, I, the first class I ever took was medieval English literature. And the book that we had to read was Edmund Spencer's The Fairy Queen. It was published in 1590. 1590! So I'm reading it. I'm trying to understand this. Just before the exam, I'm looking up all the vocabulary because I don't know the vocabulary back then. And I'm trying to figure out what the interpretation and all that. You know, my classmates at the other seminarians, they, they took a nap before the exam because it was easy for them. Well, anyway, I barely passed. They all got all A's. Toward the end of the year, one of the seminarians left. And I said to God, I said, what? 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 You're letting him go? I said, this guy is smart. He, he knows church things, dogma. He's holier than I am. He prays better than I am. You can't let him go. If you keep letting all these people go, you're going to end up with just me. And this is not good. Anyway, nine years later, I was ordained, and I realized that it's, it's not about how well you start. It's about how you finish. Why... Peter, I'd love to ask Peter, St. Peter, a question. And it would be this. Why did Jesus ask you three times, do you love me? Why, why did you have to ask him? Well, did, did you get it right the first time? How come he asked you three times? Now, the reason I want to know this is because I want to get the answer right myself, because in case Jesus ever came to me and said, Peter, son of Alfred, do you love me? I want to make sure that I get the answer right. So apparently other people wanted to know the same question because in Peter's letter, he tells us, how God wants us to love. And he said in this letter, may your love be fervent. May your love be fervent. So I'm saying to myself, well, what does fervent mean back in the first century? So I looked it up in the Greek and I found out that the word fervent means stretching into the tape means leaning into the tape at the end of the race. That's what fervent. May your love be fervent. May you be... Because we're all good at the beginning of the race. When the race starts, everybody wants to win. Everybody is energized. Everybody wants to go fast. But it's what you do at the end. When you're most tired and your energy is gone, are you still leaning into the tape? That's the kind of love that God wants to have. Finish the job. I'll close with this thought. When Jesus died on the cross, what were his last words? The last words that Jesus spoke before he died. It is finished. He finished the job. He saved the world, gave the sins, restored us to eternal life, he finished the job at that moment. And I think he said that to remind us that he wants us too to finish the job.
And what job do we have? We're baptized, baptized Christians, to fulfill our mission in the world as Christians. You know, you light, you talk about a lamp. How do you light a lamp? It's this, one very small drop of continuous drops of oil. That's what keeps the light burning. Continuous drops. doesn't have to be big, very small. Love is small, but it's consistent. It's constant. And that way, we'll get the job done. 